Hello, and welcome to The Tish. I'm Dina Weiss. God, understandably, demands the first and the best. In Shmot, God asks for three gifts. Mleatcha, which we can understand as your fullness. Maybe that's like your ripest fruits, where they're at their fullest state. Dima'acha, which probably has something to do with uh, liquids or fluids. Um, so maybe it's wine or oil. And Bechor Banecha, your firstborn son. So Bechor Banecha, there's not a lot of ambiguity there. It's your firstborn son. But these other terms, Mile Atcha, your fullness, and Dim Acha, and your liquids, we're really not sure what they are. We're guessing, based on context, that they refer to agricultural products. But we can't really pin down exactly what is being referred to here. And the Degamach and Ephraim sees that as an opportunity. And his interpretation departs entirely from the notion that what we're talking about is bringing God agricultural gifts. When we talk about bringing God mileatcha, your fullness, what he thinks God is demanding here is the fullness of yourself, your ambitions, both spiritual and physical. What it means to bring God mileatcha is to bring the fullness of yourself to God. And then when he looks at the word dim'acha, he sees the language of dema, dalid mem ayin, which are tears. And the Degamachana Ephraim says, yeah, it's not oil and it's not wine. God is actually asking for your tears. And mileatcha and dim'acha are actually opposites on two different sides of the spectrum. Mileatcha is what you're proudest of. This is the full show of everything that you have accomplished. And dimacha is your tears. It's your losses. It's your sense of, I tried really hard. I put in a ton of effort and nothing came out of it. And all that I have to bring to God is the history of my frustration. And the inclusion of tears as being something that we need to bring to God is both a subtle and a really significant teaching. On the one hand, it is really an extension of what it means to bring your fullness to God, because all of our fullnesses include both our triumphs and our trials. And if we want to say you have to be fully present, you have to bring all of yourself to God, that can't just be the places where you have done your best work and that has come out in the best way. It also has to be the places where you put in your best work and it came out in the worst way and you're frustrated and you're really disappointed. We don't only bring the best efforts of our best work when they were successful. We also bring the best efforts of our best work when they weren't successful. And we even bring the times that we really didn't try hard enough and it shows. And God is not only asking for our triumphs, our first fruits, our finest produce. God's also asking for us to bring to him all of our disappointments. So you don't just bring to God how happy you are that you got that job. You know, the person that you wanted to love you loves you back, your beautiful children, everything that's exciting about your life. You also bring to God your failures, your failed tomato plant, your lost job, 
the baby that you tried to conceive and didn't. Our lives are not just a series of victories and celebrations. Our lives would be spiritually impoverished if we thought that it was only our victories and celebrations that we could bring to God and experience with God. God does not only want our shining accomplishments. God wants us to bring him into everything. And that includes the things that we're not happy about and the things that we're not proud of. element of God saying, I want you to bring those things to me, is particularly striking because I think that we are so conditioned to try to hide them. Whenever we cry, we always apologize for the fact that we're crying. We always try to hide our faces as if what we're doing is something shameful. When the pasuk puts your fullness and your loss on the same level, it's also saying, don't apologize for failure. Failure is just part of the set of many things that characterize your life and that you are able to bring to God. And I really want to underscore the element of the gift here, that God is not putting up with our tears. And the fact that God listens to us when we cry is not a favor that God is doing for us. In fact, our bringing our tears to God is a gift. This is not something that God is putting up with. This is something that God is inviting, that God wants. And if we think about the relationships that we have with other people, we want that authenticity. We want people to be vulnerable. We want people to feel comfortable enough with us to cry in our presence. You know, and when people apologize for tears and we say it's okay, actually what we should say is it's invited. And what we should feel is, I'm doing a good thing. I am bringing an offering of myself when I am willing to expose the things in my life that are hard, my challenges, and my failures, along with what I'm most proud of. And I think with the Degelmachan Ephraim, though he's talking about how we present ourselves to God, is really urging us to do is also think about how we present ourselves to ourselves and how we present ourselves to others. Are we presenting a perfect picture that only includes the things that are going well in our life, the things that we're most excited about, the things that we wish we had more of? Or are we also willing to expose the fissures in our lives, the things that are not working out, the things that we're suffering and working through, the things that are bringing us to tears? Are we willing to be fully authentic, not only to God, but also to ourselves and also to others? And to recognize, right, that to bring the fullness of ourselves includes not just the things that we are excited about and the things that we are proud of, but also the difficult elements of our lives that often bring us to tears. Just as we are often moved to tears, Tears themselves are moving. And if they are good enough for God, and God wants them, then they are good enough for us. And we should learn to value them. This episode was produced by Sam Greenberg, Effie Unterman, and Jeremy Tabak. Thank you to David Chabinski for recording and editing this episode. Music for the Tish is from Hannah Raskin's debut album, Raza Capella, produced by Rising Song Records. I'm gonna need a day